What's going on, Print Hustlers? Bruce from Printavos, Stephen Fair from Campus Inc. Just hanging out, another Shop Talk episode. A lot of topics that I actually want to talk about, but you only have 50 minutes, 40 minutes now because we spent 10 dildaddling. Stephen and I were actually, we were out skiing. We met up with a couple of the Ryanette guys, uh, Roger and Ryan, and they showed us Mount Bachelor, which, by the way, if anybody is really into snowboarding and skiing, that resort and mountain is unreal awesome. Best, best skiing I think I've like, ever done. Like, first of all, the Vail resorts are so expensive now. Staying and lodging is so expensive. Everything like that. But this place, amazing amount of snow. Wasn't really crowded, especially even on the weekends. And no. not hard. Ah, it's a little bit longer of a flight from the Midwest, and the drive was late. But that's okay. If you ever travel with Bruce and you have to go on road trips, Bruce does not drive. <laughs> I don't own a car, so I'm not. Uh, my body's not trained for drives, let alone very long drives, like three and In a the half mountains, or whatever hours. Yeah, when it's so snowing. I admit Best, that. Yeah. I admit that fault. It's something I'm working on. Stick That's to coding. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, back on topic. So basically. We go ahead, we come back down into town. We're in Portland. We're in Portland for just a night. We got in pretty late. And we go out, and then we had brunch the next day. And it was just super interesting from a customer service perspective. You want to go through the first one, the Thai restaurant? Yeah, so we go to this restaurant, super well-reviewed, super good food. Um, you know, we're like, okay, we want to try something a little different. So we go into this restaurant. Everything's good. It was like a house almost we were in. So it we're like, was, it was really a house. Yeah. It was a house. It felt really homey. We go in there. Things are good. Obviously, they are like giving you your menu, your food. You kind of order things, but like your water takes a little bit of time. Fine. No big deal. Like the drinks don't necessarily come out. Whatever. Um, you're there for the food. No big deal. Then we go ahead and we order our food. And uh, I ordered a pretty basic meal. Nothing crazy. Um, me and Bruce don't, don't eat too wildly when we when we traveled but all of a sudden everyone else at the table got their food and mine just didn't show up and like five minutes goes by 10 minutes goes by i want to say like 15 minutes goes by i mean i i had finished my meal i was hungry well bruce like you know like <laughs> bruce's etiquette maybe was like it's like okay should i wait now i'm hungry now my food's cold and what was crazy was the server was walking right behind us maybe 15 times like like right behind us and I'm like up 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 and they just like kind of kept dodging me and then like I tapped someone and I was like hi um, I, I didn't get my food like and they're like oh it's coming right back up right 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 and then the server that maybe made that mistake still avoided us until my food came out and then came back and was like no no but you you asked you asked some you, you pulled somebody else who happened to walk by there too and was like hey like i just didn't get my food yet we're still we've been waiting for a while they were waiting their food's getting cold um i had eaten mine i was very hungry <laughs> if i didn't mention that but you didn't you still didn't get it and then he was the one who went back to check and look and Clearly, it wasn't entered in the system, right? And then our original waitress came back and didn't say anything addressing the problem at all, let alone checking in on the food or if we needed anything else. Yeah. I think he. I think the point that really made us upset was like he kind of blatantly lied to us. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 it's cooking before he even went and checked. 
Yeah. And we're like, come on, man. Like, we know the food's not being made. And then when we got our bill, you know, and we're not the pickiest, but we're just like, hey, like, kind of messed up a good meal here. Like, their food was cold. And then mine came out super late. No one really addressed it. Like, can we get a discount or something? And I think they're like, uh, I think they just like took off the drinks or something like that or took a small discount off or something and kind of just like shoot us off with it, you know? What bugged me is that they kept ignoring the problem. Right. Hoping maybe that it would go away. Yeah. So, so let's fast forward a second. So the next day... We go, we realize, like, there's a really good brunch spot in Portland. We're like, we got to go to this place. And we get in there, and we put our name on the list, and they're like, it's going to be about 15 minutes. And we had a, a flight to catch, so we were going straight there, and then we were going to the airport. We had to return a rental car. If you ever use Hertz Gold, great uh, great rental car company. But anyways, we get in there, and then it's like 15 minutes goes by, 25 minutes goes by. I want to say, like, 30 minutes goes by. And I'd asked a couple times, like, hey, like, we're on the list, you know, whatever, what's going on? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after like 35 minutes, I look at the list and I'm like, uh, I think someone just like crossed off our name or like our, th- there was a blatant mistake. And I, I just went to the manager. I kind of stopped him. I'm like, hey, like here's the situation. We definitely been here for 35 minutes. We've seen other people get seated. Uh, we think a mistake's been made. We have a flight to catch and we need to get to the airport in less than an hour and like immediately he stopped what he was doing he like went and like got all the busters cleared out a table he even got us menus and was like here guys i'm so sorry start or like start looking through the menu i'm gonna go clear off your table and like we just like looked through the menu and you know we sat down he came right to us he's like what do you guys want to order he's like free comp drinks for the first like free drinks on me like whatever you guys want I'm like, I'm so sorry that that happened. The food was incredible. It was really good. We had like these Dutch pancakes or something like that that were insane. Yeah, I was and, like, eating uh, flowers or something. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. Um, and, uh, and we were in and out of there in 30 minutes. I was legitimately and genuinely thankful for what he did for us. Me and Bruce are leaving. We're, we're, in, we're in the, on our flight back and we're just like, that was really interesting. There were two experiences where two service industries blatantly messed up. And they responded completely differently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like, because I don't like ranting, so I don't want this to be like a rant of of restaurants. And that's why I'm also not putting in restaurant names here. But I Redacted. think like what you're saying is just that like looking back, the way they addressed the problems and how we could then apply that was really, really interesting, right? Like problems came up, mistakes happen, but the brunch place really addressed it immediately and made it better and accommodated and tried to make good and they both by the way had just as good of food so like that was we could toss that out it was just how those were handled whereas one i mean literally ignored the problem and then the other was like you know swallowing their pride kind of taking it in and then delivering just the best experience they possibly could Right. And being super transparent about it. Right. So I I take this and I talk about this and I go right back into the print shop. Right. As like, you know, I think we all know in our industry mistakes happen. Like they will absolutely happen. Whether you're a contract printer and there's spoilage or you goof up entering in sizes or you print the wrong thing or the wrong ink color. Like mistakes will happen. And I saw on the forums just like yesterday at the Facebook groups of how people deal with spoilage. 
And it was really interesting to hear some people just saying, nah, we don't say anything. Some people say we communicate. Some people say we replace the products. And, you know, service really shines, really shines when mistakes happen. You know, even when it's not your fault, how you respond to them, right? And I, I think that brunch experience and dinner experience, like we were just talking about on the plane, like how many shops out there would take one approach versus the other approach? Or better yet, what is the plan that you have in place when those things happen? What do you guys do at Printavo? Like what's your, you guys have a methodology? Oh, totally. Service? I mean, um, you know, it's really funny you bring this up because I've been reading Tony Shea's book. Tony Shea started, well, he didn't start, but he like invested in Zappos, the shoe company, Zappos.com. And then he essentially ran it and, and just exploded it. And he's like, okay, we're in a commoditized market, right? Anybody could sell shoes. You could buy shoes on eBay. You could buy shoes wherever you want. But what's going to differentiate us is our customer service. And I'm not going to treat customer service as a cost of the business. I'm going to treat it as a marketing cost of the business. He tells his people, like, I'm not measuring how much time you spend on the phone. I'm measuring, like, how much quality you're giving to each of these customers. And he gives examples of, like, he tells his friends, call in the Zappos or chat with them on the live chat and ask for a pizza. You know, at one time they had, they wanted pizza at 3 a.m., and they asked Zappos on their, their live chat, and they helped them find it. And I think that was a really good example. And after I read that, we were starting to kind of work through, okay, how do we help continue to scale our phones, right? Phones are really hard to answer every single call and make sure you don't have missed calls. You know, if you're out of office, or you're at lunch, or whatever happens. But it's like really, it's a bad brand experience, right? Like you call a, a company and they don't answer the phone, you think, "What the heck is this a legit business or what's going on?" I mean, it's 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 literally Amazon when they bought Zappos took a lot of what Tony Shea did in customer service. Yeah. But it's like trying to call Comcast or Amazon. You know, like have yeah. you ever called Amazon? Their customer service is incredible. Yeah, you talk to in, somebody right away. Yeah, yeah. Instantly. So like one of the biggest companies in the world, and these are trained professionals, probably in a call center. To be honest with you. But they're so well-versed, they know how to handle everything, they have a response for everything, they say please and thank you and sorry, versus Comcast, where it's like, I'm just gonna be on a call for a long time. Like, when you tell someone I have to call Comcast, it's like, lock your doors, you know, like, it's gonna be a while. I look at the same thing, I even, you know, now with my customer service person, we actually measure how many times she makes outbound calls. How many opportunities will she pick up the phone versus just sending an email? Because kind of what you said there, every human interaction is an opportunity to market. It really is. And if you can create more meaningful interactions, you are actively marketing your business every single day. So like, if I call one of my customers and let them know their order's done, not saying you have to do that every time, they're probably pretty excited to hear my voice versus, hey, your order's complete, right? So like every time we can take that opportunity to win a customer over personally, I think that's what differentiates us all from, you know, the bigger box, you know, totally. company. Totally. But, yeah. But, but I think you know, kind of going off bring it back in topic is, you know, how you deal with issues, dealing with issues the right way and having a plan for them is one of the most important things to do cuz Amazon has a standard operating procedure for how to handle when a customer doesn't get their product. 
So just this morning, I got a phone call from a customer saying I didn't receive my product, and I go on stamps and I look, and it says delivered. So what am I supposed to do? Customer's mad. I didn't get my product. I go, no, you did. It was delivered at this address at this time. She goes, nope, I mm-hmm. didn't get it. So what do I do? Right? What did you do? Like, what did I do? This was a big order, and I had extra shirts printed because I was a little bit wor- like worrisome. And at first, she got really angry. She's like, well, I don't have my shirts. Why don't you understand this? I'm like, well, like, we give the shirts to the post office. They're the ones that ship it. Like, you know, technically you're supposed to file a claim with them, whatever. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, I'm like, what does this person want? Okay, they just want a new shirt. And I'm like, you know, let's work through this. Let's figure out a way to get you another shirt. I apologize for the situation. Um, I defended ourselves a little bit. But at the end of the day, all she cares about is her new shirt. That being said, you can't let customers walk over you. But, you know, you have to have a policy for that. So what is your policy? You know, is it I'm going to just refund the customer? Is it I'm going to reprint the shirt? Is it I'm just going to say screw off? And in my head, I'm like, okay, I could tell her, like, sorry, we're not doing anything. But what happens if that one shirt turns into a bad review? Then I'm like, I would have spent three hours to print the shirt, to give her whatever, the screens, whatever. Like, you have to think about customer service in terms of a marketing vehicle. Did you reprint it or no? We had extras. Thank God I had extras. And she called instantly. Packages get swiped. But I looked at it and, you know, the same thing happened to my girlfriend who ordered something from ASOS, which is like a big box retailer. And immediately they refunded it. They didn't even think. They didn't even like flinch. They're just like, sorry, we're sending you a new one. You know, there's Mm -hmm. another one on the way. I, I think shops have to have policies for how to handle issues. Right. Um, if you get too strict, I think you just eventually like you'll push people away. Yeah. Right. So like, what what do you think is the balance? I mean, you have to be firm. It's a great. It's a 100% gray area. We we personally lean on the customer just because again, you talk about the review. You talk about future referrals. Even if that person didn't have the best experience, but if you tried to make it right, that I think could lead to future referrals, which is going to be worth way more in the long run than this one missed job. Now, of course, if it's a huge order, maybe it's a little bit different. I think that's where, right? Like, what if it wasn't just one for, I'm assuming this was a store or something, but like, what if it was for, you know, 500 shirts and they somebody stole the box or it's gone up like how do you handle that one on the ups on a bulk order yeah is that on ups you try to lean on i mean but that's like okay and they needed it right they needed it by friday i mean i've had a situation where i thought something was a one-day ship uh this just happened a couple weeks ago you know we play the ups shipping game it's Mm -hmm. a one-day ship to indianapolis it's a two-day ship to maybe Ohio, I thought something was a one-day ship, so we shipped it as a one-day ship, and really it was a two-day ship. They didn't get their products till Friday, and their event was on a Thursday. Right away, like, here was an opportunity where I was like, ugh, I know they're not going to get their stuff. And I just called them, and I'm like, look, it is with UPS right now. It is scheduled for delivery on Friday. I am going to call UPS and sit on the phone with them to see if we can intercept the package. I said, I might have to ask you to drive for an hour to pick it up at, at the pickup location. And uh, he's like, thanks. Like, I, I appreciate you trying. And I fought for it. And at the end of the day, I didn't get it. They missed their shirts for their, their event. And, you know, I, I felt really bad. But at the same time, the customer on the other end wasn't, like, furious. 
because he knew like I tried really hard. Like I, I legitimately tried. It was an honest mistake. We didn't calculate it right with shipping. But I could have just said like you know, and I didn't want to do that. I work with students, right? So a lot of my students are in organizations. They're placing an order. For for their organization. If I give my students a bad experience, their organization's gonna hate them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you have an intramural softball team, Bruce, and you're like, guys, I'll take care of the shirts, and you mess up that shirt order because the company goofed, how dumb do you feel? You're just like, okay, well, I'm never working with them again, and I'm never gonna volunteer to do the shirt order again, and my team is just kinda like, nice going, Bruce. Yeah, right? totally. And that's how your customers are. Your customers will be ambassadors for you if you put them in a position to win. So you have to think about them actually as like an auxiliary of your business. If they win, you win. But if if you lose, they really lose and they look really bad. Like imagine if it's a secretary, you yeah. know, that's ordering gifts on behalf of the CEO for the office. Oh yeah, 100%. It's on her. Did you have to change anything in your workflow after that happened where it's like, hey, we, we need to create a day buffer now from going forward or yeah so actually we trick ourselves in the shop we have our due date as the day i want it to leave here mm-hmm. so we actually say so we know where everyone's shipping to and we actually just trick ourselves and say it's got to leave champagne by this day yeah so we have like an ab so there's what we call like you know your in hand date or customer due date or whatever we have because we do local because we do shipping because we do pickup we all in our shop, our standard procedure is customer due date is the day it leaves our facility. And yeah. everyone in the company knows that. And if anyone ever messes that up, that's it, right? right? So, and our customers know that too. And we say that our customer due date is the date it leaves our facility. So you have to account for two, three, four days of shipping if we're, we're going a long way. That one's a tough one. I think that's what you see on some of the Facebook groups sometimes too. It's just like, where do I mark the line? I don't think there's like a right or wrong. I just think it's like, how can you just satisfy them to the best of their ability, keeping in mind future referrals, keeping in mind negative reviews, keeping in mind like different repercussions. I've seen some nasty stuff. There was a shop owner that literally wrote a whole website about one of our competitors and their opinion of them. And obviously very negative, but it's your worst nightmare. Oh, 100%. Like, how much would you pay in retrospect later to not have that happen? Is that amount greater than what you could have lost if you just refunded or fixed the order? Yeah, I think I that's mean, the I, interesting way to think about it. Is, is the, yeah, and, and do you care enough? For me, like, uh, when I bought into the company, they didn't really have a Yelp. They had one negative Yelp, Yelp review, and that's all they had. One one-star <laughs> review, and it stuck. And it took me three years to get rid of it. Someone I had to buy Yelp ads. I had to... Really? Why didn't you just yeah. send a ton more positive reviews in? Like, ask people. I did, I did. So uh, we started getting positive reviews, but obviously you have that one nagging one that just I look at all the time, right? Yeah. And I read the whole thing, and I was just like, come on. And it was a koozie order, of course, for like a bachelorette party. Oh, you know, okay. you know, you have to uh, you have to think about it as as a form of like, you know, how do I use this as a turn a negative into a positive? Actually, when I first started out, I was hiring these students. And if I messed up an order and a student came to me, I'd be like, hey, maybe this kid could work for me. And actually some of my favorite students that work for me now, I had messed up their first orders. And this was like early on in our, in our day. Well, that's because um, when you were the, printing them or? 
Uh, like, when I was trying to do everything and we were flying by the seat of our pants and, like, it was our first, like, year into it, you know, yeah. like, things happened. I just, like, missed this or missed that. And they'd come and be like, hey, this happened. I'd be like, huh, do you have a job? Uh. <laughs> I think restaurants, haircuts, all that, you know, that custom experience, it's just like our industry. Dude, so. I honestly, and I truly, truly believe, especially as there's more competitors, the way to differentiate long term is just is pure, pure customer service. And, right. And like that's not just responding to emails quickly and answering all the phones. It's it's like how do what who greets them when they walk through the the front door? Like what is it like when they open the box? What does the box look like? All this stuff. I think it's just the only way and it creates an environment where people are willing to pay more because they feel it's higher quality because they can reach somebody, they can talk to somebody. There's that bond yep. there. Yep, I was just blogging yesterday about price doesn't matter when you have a good relationship with someone. They don't like question your price they respect you the same same goes there i think the biggest takeaway from talking today bruce is customer service is a marketing opportunity negative or positive customer service is always (laughs) write it down customer service is a marketing opportunity so you know it took us 25 30 minutes to come up with the title of this of this talk (laughs) today um but i think every shop should absolutely like after listening to this um, write out on one page your like how we respond to issues. Here's our policy for here. Here's our script for what we're gonna say. Here's our policy for here. Here's our script. So when a new employee comes in, you just hand them it and say, hey, here are our policies. Um, obviously, I'm the owner of the company. If anything ever needs to get escalated, please bring it to my attention. But this is what you're trained to do. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then it's standard operating procedure. I mean, we just made a, a cutout, like a piece of cardstock that goes into every bag and tag box that says, please read this before distributing your merchandise to avoid any mistakes. And and the more I'm What like, does that say? It basically says we have a, a, a checklist here that we've marked all the contents are in here and every person who's ordered is in this box on this list. Please make sure there's a dedicated individual that's going to distribute the products so that there's no mismanagement or mix-ups. And I pretty much said that we're not responsible for mismanagement. Basically, if a box of apparel goes into a fraternity house and they open it up and say free-for-all um, and someone steals a package, I'm not responsible for that because uh, that does happen. So I just made a one-pager that goes in that and goes on the front of every box. Now when my customers open their box, they get their little thing. It's like, okay, cool. You know, I, I told you so, but I'm kind of covering my back a little bit. Right, so. right. That's awesome. All right, man. I know you got a lot of things got going on today. Yeah. Some here as well. The, um, but that's a definite book recommendation for, for everybody to check out. It's called Delivering Happiness. You can check it out online on Amazon. They have audiobooks downloaded. It's really cool story just about the growth and uh, stories in Zappos and how they sustained it long term. Yeah. If anyone has recommendations of stuff they want us to talk about, I've already gotten some pretty good feedback if, from people uh, wanting to hear more. But if there's specific things, let us know. Yeah, drop it in uh, the comments. This is a lot of fun, and uh, it's a little off the cuff, and, and I think we should continue it. So hope 100%. to see another. We still need to name it, which we will eventually. So Yeah, Shop Talks. Um, here, here, are the, here are the options. Front office, the back room, the production floor, boxes and boxes. <laughs> Bruce's dark room. <laughs> kind yeah. of sounds a little weird. Mixing, 
Yeah, that, yeah, no. Uh, should pick your favorite we'll figure pants it out. color. Yeah. All right, Bruce. All we'll right. Talk to you later. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah.